This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. So what's our, our plan? We want to get into the volcano, right? That's what we want to ultimately do. The heroes slip through the shadows. If we tried to walk up there, especially with Jimmer in this fine, shining armor, they'd see us. I wasn't thinking of walking anywhere. And make their way into Ash Peak. I hear talking on the other side of the wall. Giants, it seems. I don't know what they're saying, though. I can't make out the words. Let's give a look. Let's take a look. But even subterfuge may not protect them. This is crazy. This is... Ugh. It doesn't make any sense. Like, we're supposed to be so smart about how we're doing this. But, like, it's suicide. From what they find inside. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is no, already a just shit show. <laughs> the first the First encounter. First encounter. <laughs> the adventure continues. Let me just get my dice roller up. Oh. It's going to get dicey. <laughs> oh, nice. Get it? Get see what see he did? That was fun. See what he did? No. What is going on, friends and family? It's your good buddy, Joe, here to welcome you to episode 210. One quick announcement uh, this week, and then we'll get right to the episode. This month marks the one-year anniversary of the Call to Arts contest on the Glass Cannon subreddit. It is a monthly contest organized and executed for the listeners, by the listeners, to curate uh, awesome fan art of characters from across our various shows. The entries are voted on by the community, and the winner each month usually gets a sweet prize courtesy of the mods. Some of these winners, uh, and some of the runners-up, honestly, have been featured on bottle caps because the artwork is seriously so cool. This month, to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the contest, the mods are calling for artwork of Brander. That's right, Brander. And uh, to celebrate such a momentous character, they are giving away a freaking gorgeous Wormwood Dice Vault to the winner. So if you are an illustrator and want to submit, or if you just want to vote on those submissions, head over to r slash the Glass Cannon Podcast on Reddit and join the fun. That is it from us this week. Let's get right back to the adventure. Book five. <laughs> oh, baby. Let's begin. We had a bunch of boxes <laughs> in the corner of our office um, from some packages we received, and uh, the styrofoam that was holding it all together was there as well. And I don't know what came over me, but I just wanted to jump into it because I felt like it would be, it would look really uh, intense, but not hurt at all. So I just threw myself into the wall, and uh, I was right. It felt, I felt fine. Um, didn't look fine. Well, no, the first time, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm ruining the story already. The first time I did it, I felt fine. And then uh, Joe said, we got to put this on Insta, bro. <laughs> got to put this on Insta, bro. I'm like, ah, all right. All right, I'll do it again. We'll put it up on the old social media. Uh, so I stacked the boxes back up, put, put the remaining styrofoam there, and, and really gave it my all, knowing that this one would be on camera. Threw myself into it again, and uh, I felt fine. Um, got it, Joe? He's like, hi. 
No, I didn't get it. Because <laughs> standing there with the phone, I took. <laughs> what did you do? I took a photo. <laughs> like, you, it was like I asked my mom to do it. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what it's like watching Joe deal with Instagram. <laughs> he gets, he just, you like, I get you, very flustered. He's very flustered. He's like, he's like, oh, we got, we got to put this on Insta. We're all like, okay, and then. Seven minutes later, Joe is like sweating bullets, uh, <laughs> punching at a screen. So now I know I got to do it again. Uh, so you sure you got it? Yep. Okay. So I set the boxes back up and I throw myself in and now I feel terrible. <laughs> I, my testicles hurt. I just forced myself to urinate to make sure blood didn't come out. And it was, I blame it completely on Joe. My, what, what was the result of that test? Uh, I, it's inconclusive. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little dehydrated, so yeah. it's going to need a first. I was going to say, it depends on how hard you force yourself to urinate. <laughs> Right. Well, I heard, well, I heard something pop, and then <laughs> as I continued to really force it, my favorite moment for several reasons—the first of which is just Joe's incompetence once again—is that after he took a picture the first time, Matthew said, "Just use your use your camera and film it." He's like, "Okay, I got it," and then he continued to do it exactly the same way, <laughs> which I enjoyed on that level for Joe. But then I also loved in the back of my head. He's gonna have to do it a fourth time. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm sad yeah, it worked out. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling great. Uh, my- so you're saying you're starting this app uh, injured? Well, uh, you're playing hurt. You're playing hurt. Listen, I don't mind if. Are my, you hurt or are you injured? My ass <laughs> and my legs feel a little sore. I just want my boys to be okay. Yeah. Um. So I may just I may squeeze out another pee thirty minutes in just to. <laughs> Matthew Vamp. I need, vamp. A, I need a second opinion. Let me vamp on how really surprising it is that you feel pain after throwing yourself into hard concrete <laughs> with only a piece of cardboard to, to, to cushion your fall. I had adrenaline. When did we become jackass all I don't of a sudden? Know. I don't know. It just seemed like a fun idea. You're also 100% sober as far as I know. Yeah, no, I haven't had anything to drink. I just really, I really wanted to throw myself into that. When I was a kid, I would do that shit all the time, like bags of leaves. I'd, I'd jump into the leaves. Yeah. Um, I used to work at Blockbuster. That's a very, bag Let's of leaves, very leaves on right, grass. Well, concrete. But when I, I worked at Blockbuster Video and my buddy Greg was the manager and we, when we were closing up, we would take like all the, the clamshell boxes, stack them up on a table. This is when like hardcore <laughs> wrestling was at its pinnacle and oh, we would God. just like climb the ladder jump through the boxes go over at tables and i mean i have scars from from those things of getting hit on uh, sharp corners of stri- i can't believe you're, you watch- you're in charge of our business <laughs> <laughs> did you watch a lot of movies like when it was slow like just behind the counter or anything like that oh yeah 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 yeah. there was a, a really great bit i was listening to an old paul f Tompkins stand-up bit and he talked about working at a place called only beta and they only rented oh. beta tapes <laughs> and uh he was uh lamenting the the poor business decision of the owners and then realized it was doomed as soon as he was going to use that time that you enjoyed to watch beta tapes but the owners didn't even own a beta player for the store itself <laughs> they're so expensive and hard to find <laughs> i don't i don't miss those days i worked uh, i worked at blockbuster as well did the one, you? yeah the one thing i remember speaking of watching videos like the one thing i remember watching was was a, a music video loop and it had uh, dixie chicks cowboy take me away on it Classic. And it's classic. This woman I, that I worked with, uh, Cherise, she, I remember she she was just very thoughtful, and she was like, "She's like, man, I love this song. It's like she really wants that cowboy to take her away. <laughs> and like, I'll never forget that. I will never forget that." As long as I <laughs> uh, I did not work at Blockbuster. 
but I had a friend who did. And I mean, I can't remember if I've told the story before. I, I, I feel like I'm getting so old. But anyway, he, what he would do is climb into the the video uh, return box that was like they had the slots. Oh, the that's outside. fun. Yeah. And he would just sit when it was slow. He was just sitting there when people dropped by to, to drop their videos in. He would just push it right back out. And then like go back and watch the security footage <laughs> and then being freaked out. <laughs> Sounds like he worked at a franchise store, not an official blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we did things on my ship. I would have never allowed that shit at my store. Where was your store? Uh, this was in Haverhill, Massachusetts, in my hometown. But then I worked at another one when I was at Boston College right down the street uh, in uh, Brookline. I worked Brookline. Oh, Brookline. And that was a franchise store, and we did that kind of shit all the time. <laughs> um... What else can we talk about for 45 minutes? <laughs> we should play the game, though. We could play the game. Ah, I uh, guess we can play the game. You know, this is... Uh, I always get a little... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little amped up, a little uh, edgy as we start uh, a new book. And, you know, we've already started the book, but now there's Ash Peak. We're really, we're really jumping in. And, and this book... Um, presents a lot of complications uh, for for me as a GM and for us as players, I think, um, because it's, for one thing, it's high-level play. It's something uh, none of us are, like, super accustomed to. You know, we've I've started running book five of, of Jade Regent that we'll never, ever play again. Skid, finished book five of Rune Lords. Joe, you've done a book five. So we've all, we've all dabbled in it. Um, yeah, but my book five, I'm, like, 90% sure was, like, 11th level or something like that. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, 11th, maybe 12th. It was not this high, I don't think. And to be fair, my only level 14 character did have a three in charisma, so I think I was cheating a little yeah. bit there. It's possible, yes. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> really had possible. insane statistics. <laughs> oh, Odok. Oh, boy, Odok. Well, it's funny you should say that because when I think about all the mistakes we made early on like the basic basic mistakes we made even in this podcast in the show yeah like cover <laughs> ferocity versus, cover versus concealment oh, is ferocity. Sort of a classic five foot one. step five foot step ferocity <laughs> um and we've learned a lot we still make a ton of mistakes and we'll still continue to make some but i think that this is going to be a great opportunity for us as as uh, lovers of this game to to really try and learn the game or have a better grasp of the game in, in new and exciting ways. Also because we have a sounding board of listeners that let us know when we make when we make mistakes. That part's true. I'm yeah. going to attempt to uh, incorporate into like weekly I thought you were just roll a check well, let me just about, see what, about my flavor up front. Oh seventeen. Very You're good. like I'm gonna attempt to persuade you uh, to, persuade let, you to let, let me speak. I want to sense motive and see if you really want to learn these rules uh, no I think I think once once a week I'm going to spend like uh, 20 minutes like I would with a, the, the morning paper and mm. just go over my character sheet because there's lots of things that I can't have in control and there's lots of things you'll rule cruelly about yes but as long as I like I don't want to know him perfectly but there is why would you want to do that there is something with Hero Lab where like you think you got it all but yeah. there's ton there's so many special abilities on my sheet now like it's it, I just scroll twice the length of the special abilities column I always say I want to go back and just kind of always peruse the combat chapter of uh, <coughs> of the core rule book um, and I've done it from time to time but it's still in one ear and out the other uh, but I think we're really I, I uh, my my fears are are more about the unknown mm. I think uh, I think it's it has all the makings of of an exciting time, especially with some things that I have planned. Um, 
So yeah, you guys got out of Cragadan and you used your <laughs> thank God your what is this <laughs> I mean, a shadow is horrifying yeah. you shadow walked or what shadow was it? walked yes um, but it works a little differently for you it, you did it as the spell well I had the spell but I also uh, because of my archetype I, I it's a, also a fetchling racial ability mm. at a certain level but because and normally it only affects you right but because of my archetype as an umbral escort. It need not affect only me. Oh. But I did it. I, I used this spell. Metra's a lady of the night. Yeah, you don't have no, to turn on that red light tonight. <laughs> Roxanne. Your new name's Roxanne for the rest of the episode. I believe Umbral Escort is basically... <laughs> oh, no, it's not. No, it isn't. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's shadowy a nice Escort. lady. Yeah. You're a shadowy escort. That's uh, how they Umbra, say it in Umbra, Galarian. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I regret everything. Call you out, hooker. <laughs> There are there are plenty of people. Because oh uh, I know Matthew, his eyes are still rolling further back into his head. After oh my god! Up. Yeah, he looks like Metra. The uh, <laughs> the um, the characters in Bayonetta, the really great uh, uh, game that's on Switch. And he doesn't also, know that game anyway. They're they're called Umbral Witches. So. Right in that. Umbral having to do with a shadow. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So umbral. So your umbral escort ability allows you to take as many people as you want. Yes, for my shadow walk and plane shift spell-like abilities. Very helpful. It allowed us to cut out many episodes of that journey. But I use the spell, so it doesn't matter. It's, okay. a, it's a moot point. Well, it matters to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get there, and you say, you know what? Let's do a flyover. Not unlike Feyraza, who you continue to call your character. So do you guys. Uh, yeah, we do. Well, we just don't <laughs> notice when you, when you do it. Um, you take Dalgrith with you. You cast invisibility on both of you and take to the sky and start moving forward. And eventually you see rising up from the ground an inert, as far as you know, volcano surrounded by camps of giants. Camps of giants all flying the same flag, a flag very similar to the Ash Peak symbol, but instead of a giant penis... <laughs> It's a forge. This is what you see. I'd say you are still behind the camp. You've just like uh, got, we'll say, out, out of the trees here. It's like a forest all the way leading up to uh, where the camps begin. And you just broke through that forest canopy and boom. Above the tree line. Above the tree line. And this is what you see. What do you want to do? Do I, can I see what what kinds of giants there are there? Yeah, I mean, I think I told you all last kinds. week. All, all kinds. kinds. Yeah, all manner. You see frost giants. Um, Etten's stone. Frost, fire. Frost. New York, What's San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> the New York, New Jersey, though? <laughs> New York, New Jersey. Um, what is the climate like? It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, like, it's a balmy 94 at night <laughs> are we like, are we, at, are we at altitude or is it is this is an inert volcano uh right now you are at altitude um you know you don't know how how much farther you'd go before you got into like a high pass low peak area where you might have to start rolling fortitude saves not unlike what you had to do when you uh approach skier guard uh right now you seem to be okay um you feel the wind whipping above you. Uh, but yeah, the weather is, uh, it's nice. It's its sort of mid-fall right okay. now. So it's, um, it's cool, but it's, it's cool. not. Cool, um, but not cold. Do I see any... Warm, but not hot. Pathways into the camp that aren't, like, you know, the main front way. 
Is it kind of just like wide open? Is there some sort of perimeter set up? So once the forest ends and we get to this sort of open area leading up to the volcano, um, the camps begin there. And they go all the way up until about... Uh, like a hundred feet from the volcano. And as far as you can see, within a hundred feet of the actual base of the volcano, all the way around it from the side you can see, there are no camps. So it's camps all the way up. They stop wide open space for a hundred feet up to the base of the volcano. So there's like a no man's land. No man's land. Between like the slope of the volcano or like up to the caldera? Uh, between the what like, is that word? The caldera, the the like the crater in the top of the volcano. Yeah, no, from like the last camp to the base, the bottom of the volcano. Okay, right. um, and, and you know from your map that there is an entrance on the southwestern portion, I believe. An entrance to the camp, or the, an entrance like beyond the camp to an the volcano. An entrance into the volcano. Oh, okay. Um, so what's our, our plan? We want to get into the volcano, right? That's what we want to ultimately do? Yeah. Uh, and not engage with a g- camp of thousands of giants? Yeah. That's our plan? Oh, that's our plan? I think so. <laughs> I thought that. it was to kill all the giants. That's not the plan. What's in the volcano that we're looking for? Whoever, whatever is the elite charge. these people. Elite training academy. Yeah. Oh, the academy is not on the outside of the volcano. No. Okay. If you, you're um, up there, Dalgrath, you can see. Impossible. There's no way you could kill all those giants. So we have to find a way into the volcano. And we can't see into the volcano from invisible flying over it. No, but you know from your map that there is an entrance on the southwestern portion, if the map is correct. Oh. So, sorry, so, is, is it, a, is it a, like a door in the base of the volcano, or it's like a pathway leading up and into the caldera? So, on the map, it's just indicated as an entrance. From where you're standing, you can't see this, or flying, where you can't see the southwestern portion, so you're not sure yet. The spell I? is probably going to run out before we can get around. You can start fl- slowly sinking. <laughs> right into a camp of uh, oh dear God. Uh, gargantuan <laughs> cloud giants. We, we never use this. <laughs> we never use this uh, skill set mm-hmm. on this podcast. But I was thinking about it because it's more explicitly written out in Starfinder, where you detect forgeries. Mm. I have no reason to believe that the document we found showing us where Ashpeak was was planted there. Or we were given bad information. But could I roll a DC-20 hunch check on Mm. the map and what's written there to to see if I feel like it's right? I obviously cannot communicate this to my two flying companions. Let me get this this straight. It's part of the skill. You want to create a skill and set the DC. No, no, no. It's hunch. (laughs) (laughs) The use of this skill involves making a gut assessment. Uh, Yeah, it's part of the perception skill, right? Part of sense motive. Sense Sense motive, motive, yeah. yeah. Roll, Roll a little sense motive. 18 on the die, 27. 27. Um, I'm looking here on my GM screen to detect a hunch. It's actually DC 29. Oh. Uh, detect forgery. But yeah, no. Detect hunch. Detect hunch. Uh, you, you have no reason. Hunch detected, Captain. You need to fix your posture immediately. You have no reason to believe what uh, that it is a red herring. They were sending giants from Skiergard to there. Um, and since you actually see frost giants, so you, you don't see Baron, but like when they come back and tell you, you know, there are frost giants there, they obviously made it to the right place. So I'll check out. Yeah. Yep. So 
So flying over the the volcano, we can't see anything inside the crater. You're not over the volcano. You it's can't see the tops of the top of the volcano. If we fly up there, it's too windy. We get blown <coughs> down. Yeah, right. I mean, you, if you say, is it disappearing up into it the disappears into the clouds? Up into the clouds. Oh, yeah. Cool. So if you if you're like, you know, what, let's see if we can get a little higher. You start to feel the wind instability. Instability, yeah. and you're a medium humanoid, right, Dalgrith? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you feel like a small humanoid would be completely blown down. Wow. Yeah. Um, how much time do we have left on the fly spell? How much time do you have total? Uh, 13 minutes. 13 minutes? Uh, if you want to get back safely, you got another minute. So we don't have time to kind of get down to the southwestern side. No, you could do like a wide arc to come back I'll just do, to see. I'll do that. All see right. if there's any kind of... Uh, Dalgraith wants to see if there's any uh, small folk <coughs> in the giant camps that we're flying over invisibly, if there's any slaves or anything like that. Okay, yeah, roll, uh, roll perception on that first. Uh, 30. Yeah, they each have... Uh, I think I even mentioned it last episode. They Each of the camps have beasts of burden and slaves with them. Um, Are they all manners? Humans, elves, yeah, dwarves, all manners, all halflings. Um, Do they look well treated? Uh, <laughs> yes, they're all wearing silks of the finest, <laughs> golden sandals, <laughs> golden sandals, <laughs> robes of the finest silks. You see a storm giant washing their feet. She <laughs> looked down. With like his fingernails, like trying to wash a halfling's feet, <laughs> whispering, "I love you," <laughs> deeply and softly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. Oh, yeah. Um, um, roll a perception there. Uh, both of you can roll a perception just to see if you can catch this natural entrance. twenty. Oh wow, there you go, there you dude. Uh, twenty six. Okay, yes, that is a uh, thirty nine. Wow. All right, so you do a wide arc to kind of fly back to the camp before the fly spell runs out, and you do catch the southwestern portion, and you see a ramp leading up into the mountain. So whereas the the last camp ends 100 feet from the base, it looks like a similar distance, 100 feet up from the ground, is an entrance into the volcano. Like a door into the mountain itself. Uh, just an opening right into the mountain itself that's 100 feet off the ground. Um, above the camps. Above the camps at the end of a long ramp. And uh, any guards on the ramps? You do not see any guards. With that natural 20, you do not see any guards. You just see and, a hole. And if we were to start... how how Sorry. If we were to start from the ground and walk up the ramp, how long would we be exposed before we get into the mountain? Like a hundred feet is a, or a lot much longer than that. Um, you would be exposed the minute you broke the end of the camp, just because it's so wide open and there are so many giants. They would see you, you know, if you not that you were walking right through their camp, but they, you know, if you uh, got to that ramp, they would someone would certainly see you walking in, unless. They can't see us. Oh, wow. Oh. Whatever do you mean, Matthew? How is that even possible? They would hear the gunshots. Yes, they would hear the gunshots. Oh, yeah. the celebratory the- gunshots as we go. We did it. Give me back my gun, Dalbrith. I told you never to fire them like that. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's a celebration, man. God damn it, Dal- uh, you, You're it's a ton a of small fun. victories. You're no fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Metra will take, well, at the end of her long path, she'll return to the group to discuss further when Dogrith arrives. Mm, okay. Uh, so you let go of Dogrith's hand. He falls. He had the spell on himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we could fly our own way? You can fly your own way! You can fly 
That was fun. <laughs> and my nuts still hurt. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have uh, I have two instances of the fly spell marked off on my, my hero lab here, so I assume I cast it on you as well. Yeah, for some reason I was confused. I thought it was part of the spell for some reason, and I was like, I can't, is Dogger just like flying along under yeah, Metro wherever yeah. she goes? I was enjoying I that Peter Pan moment. Hiding. <laughs> 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 All right. Can you read uh, my mind? <laughs> I love it. So you come back to camp. What do you tell uh, Jimmer and Baron? I describe the scene in great detail, and then with all, and I repeat back verbatim what you just described to me. Oh, Dalgrith. Yeah. (laughs) Tell tell me about the stonework. You said there was a hole in the side of this mountain. Did it look like giant's work or dwarven work? Does he get enough from his perception to tell? Um, Dwarven back. A natural twenty. You don't know other than it looked. Giant sized. I well, mean, imagine yeah, you know. it's. It doesn't appear to be natural, hmm. uh, but you can't tell the craftsmanship from that quick of a okay. flyover. Um, I couldn't tell, Baron. It was too quick of a flyover. But I will say the the path to the entrance to the mountain is very exposed. If we tried to walk up there, especially with Jimmer in this fine shining armor, they'd see us long before we got to the. Safety of the concealment within the mountain. I wasn't thinking of walking anywhere. Um, so my plan... What's your plan, Metra? My plan... Yeah, what's your plan, Metra? I thought maybe I could scout up there with another fly and an invisibility spell myself, get accustomed to the area, return to you, and teleport us there altogether. What's your plan, Metra? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's what's your plan, though? Are you kidding? I literally just Now, you said you had a plan. Uh, <laughs> but you mentioned a plan earlier. Uh, that uh, sounds good. That yeah. sounds like yeah, a yeah. good... Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Do we want to be super cautious and maybe we have some things that can disguise one of us as a giant so we can claim to be on a super secret giant mission if someone sees through this. Yes. Well, uh, right now there's hundreds. If, is, if As long as I can be invisible and go high up and above the camp, uh-huh. which we did already, uh-huh. You know, there's no reason they would see us. And there's hundreds of feet between us and and the mountain. Now there's plenty, probably plenty of stuff within the mountain. I'm passing around a crude drawing of what it looks like. Oh, that is that is very crude. That is crude. I'm sorry, I, I did draw some. <laughs> you had penises. to do it. You had I'm sorry, to. Sorry, my penises. testicles are in pain. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my drawing looks was it, like now. Was it I necessary a giant that penis coming out of the caldera? <laughs> was it necessary that each of the giants in the camp was represented by a penis? It's yes. <laughs> all I know. How There's to draw. millions of them, Troy. <laughs> They're all each one's more detailed than the last. That's a lot of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you it was crude. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crudest drawing you ever. Yeah. That's a crude drawing of a mountain. It's crude, yet so detailed. <laughs> the mountain is shaped like a penis. <laughs> the mountain lacks all discernible detail, but the giants painstaking. How do you do that with a dry erase marker? <laughs> all armored. Well, yeah, I think that that. I mean, I was thinking that we could all go invisible. But that, that's even better if you can do that and then teleport us all in. Yeah, and the only reason I brought up my cockamamie idea was we're talking 13th level, bro. We're talking crazy things that could happen at any time. That's, but it's we silly. might want to save our abilities when we get into the mountains. True. What is the light situation? Like, at, at, <laughs> I use permanent marker on the drawing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All those penises. All those 
fixed are now forever on my. Oh, Troy. 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 Sell them. Uh, uh, get Windex. That's dead. After the app. That is dead. That's, uh, your, that's, your, that's been your initiative tracker for years. It's my yeah. ridge. I don't even use it anymore. It's a paperweight, but. Oh, man. Covered in volcanoes and dicks. They're uh, all. <laughs> we, should raffle what is, we should raffle it off. I guess so. What is the for light charity? situation? <laughs> yeah. uh, like, is there ambient light at all from the volcano, or is it like at night? Is it very dark? Right now, very it's, dark. It's uh, sun has yet to set. Right, right uh, now, right now. But I mean, if we were to try to make this move at night, we teleport right outside this entrance. What reason do we have to believe that we would be spotted at night? Um, either be it ambient light or species with dark vision that are visible in the camp. There are going to be some giants that have dark vision and some that don't. Um, I don't think you're going to have giants whose dark vision extends over a hundred feet. Right. Um, but you still got to get past the camp. Uh, and and beyond sixty feet uh, away from like the nearest giant, and forty feet away from the base of the volcano before you even. But doesn't that you know what I mean? Like, does that stand a reason that that's a, a given? Like this, is what I don't quite right. In what sense that the camps uh, stop a hundred feet before this entrance, mm-hmm. and we're teleporting right to this entrance, so we're a hundred feet away from any of these camps. Yeah, and, and up in the air, and at day, you know, and at daytime, maybe they could see us right there, but at night, it, it, you have no drastically reasonable reason odds, to right? believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you wait till night, it's just going to make things even better for you. Yeah, I think we should wait till night, regardless. Yeah, yeah, of course. I become a little bit better at concealing things. Yes, at night, <laughs> we've heard that about you, Metra. Um. Yeah, so we want to wait till night, and then I'll go back. Well, yeah, well, you're going to go do the recon, right? And then shouldn't we I'll rest, wait another whole day, and then the next evening go so you have all your spells? And Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean if it's... Uh, I can also take the broom right now, and then... Yeah, you can borrow the broom from Baron. But, there's, but we could, I mean, if we wanted to. We do not want to rush any aspect of this. Well, we could fall asleep now, I mean... Story-wise, it would be the only difference. Yeah. I mean, I can study. I can go and study it now. Yeah. Come back. Use all your best spells to study it. And And then then sleep. And, and you know, recover your spells. The only potential danger is if a random patrol, like as we're saying in the area, were to come across us while we were resting. Well, we're a few miles away. Yeah, but... Right? Or is the teleport has to be within a few hundred feet? No. No. I mean, we could go further away, but... Um, I believe I have a way to help us with that as well. Yeah, I thought when we initially got in here, we were a few miles away. Yep. Yeah, you stayed far enough away to try and avoid patrols. Patrols. That doesn't mean there aren't patrols. I'm also not really concerned about the four of us and a patrol. Right. I think we'll take out a patrol. Well, they might. If they're unlucky enough to stumble upon us. I mean, you should also... We also have the... the, Our camping... um, Tack. Our rod. Yeah. To, to hide under that gives us a little bonus too. The only problem I can think of, Balgrith, is that they might raise their defensive level a bit if we were to make one of their patrols go missing. Aye, but I don't think the risk is the same as going in underprepared or underarmed. We need to be at our absolute best before we set foot inside that mountain. Tell me, uh, did you see any symbols that look like this? And then Baron pulls over. Troy's map that he drew earlier. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, and then he draws the actual <laughs> Ashpeak symbol and says, I don't know, did I? Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. It was. It was, it was eerily similar to that. Across all their crests. Just without the penis. 
It was yes. more of a forge qu- shape in the middle. It was exactly the same, but with 100% less penis. <laughs> there is an eerie unity to these giants, so we'll say that. Baron gets tense and uh, is worried about this. And uh, looks down and sighs. All right, so the plan is we wait till we wait till dark. I go over, study the area, and then come back and we rest and spend and a whole day just like talking about tactics. Like if we see yeah. this, if we there we Movies do this. If we see that, there we do that. If we do that, there we do that. You know what I mean? Like spend a whole day planning uh, if then scenarios as yeah. we enter the mountain. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna rest up. Yes. Get that full rest. Obviously, I'm sure you set watches. Um, night falls. And now it's deep into the morning. Uh, well, Metro is going to do the recon. I'll do the recon. Do the recon tonight. Now. Da- now, before you rest? Before you yes. All right. Rest, um, yeah. So what is the plan? Same thing. Invisible fly. Invisible. Uh, take the broom. Okay. That way I can save spells if I need to get out in a pinch. Smart. Uh, get over there, still invisible, spend a few minutes, I can recast invisibility if I need to, mm-hmm. studying the space in great detail, right, like, basically the threshold of the entrance is where I want to teleport us to. Okay. So I'll, uh, I'll stand, I'll remain invisible, and if I need more hiding, I have things to do that too. So if I, th- if I sense that the area, based on my flyover, is going to be more dangerous than that, or if someone's going to, if I see people coming out, I have ways to hide as well. Okay, but right now you have 13 minutes of invisibility. Or 13 minutes of flight. 13 minutes of flight. Oh, you have hours. Oh, no, I have the broom. I have oh, okay. all the flight I need. But what about invisibility? That would also be 13 minutes, right? Okay. All right. So, and then I can recast. So time's of the essence, but you can always recast. Um, obviously, you're trying to conserve your spells. So yeah. I'll let you know. Um, hop on that broom. The broom is obviously still visible, so the, the crowds of giants just see a broom. No, the no, broom I would know. be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, don't raise the alarm. It's just a broom. I'm it sure could do nothing to us. What danger could a broom pose? <laughs> it's our new ruler. <laughs> Hail broom. Hail broom. Hail broom. Um, you fly over there and sweep around to the southwestern uh, portion. You see that ramp. You're on a fucking broom, though. You need not walk up said ramp. You go right up to the threshold of this opening directly into the mountain. This is crazy. This is... It doesn't make any sense. Like, we're supposed to be so smart about how we're doing this. And and not that I'm saying we're doing anything wrong right now, but, like, it's suicide. Like, to just walk into this mountain. Yeah, we are planning on just teleporting into... The, the uh, a Bond villain lair. Yeah. Except yeah. instead of a Bond villain, it's full of like Bond villains that are three times as big as right. normal Bond villains. And, and we know nothing about them at all. Yeah. And and said villains don't care about giving you their exposition and backstory. No, no. They just go not. straight to murder. Straight yeah. to murder. Yeah. Straight yeah. for the kill. Um, you alight at the threshold. I study it intensely. Look at it. I learn every granule of dirt, every bit of... Of dust, still viewed casually. Coup de gras from our <laughs> flash scene once. Uh, I've now seen it twice. <laughs> it's true from a distance. Um, you you stand there and you just see. Do you, you have dark vision? Yeah. Okay. Do so, I have dark vision? I'm a fucking shadow. I'm a Umbral fucking hooker. <laughs> I'm a shadow hooker. Of course, I have dark vision. I don't know why. How do you I think I see my maybe. Johns? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you look in, uh, and is it night yet or no? Yeah. 
you, I thought you did pre-rest where it was still yeah. daylight. It can be like oh, eight, eight wait, o'clock okay. at night. All right, so she's, well, she's a party animal. She goes to bed at like eleven. <laughs> the reason that's so unlike Matthew. he's playing a fantasy character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I stay up all the way till eleven fifteen sometimes. Well, the reason I ask if you do go after nightfall before you even get to the entrance, you see light. Um, coming like out of coming the, out of the hole, oh, like streaming out of the hole. Wow. So when you get there, you look inside and you see what looks like a ramp going down and in to the volcano. Okay. So you went up a ramp to get to the edge. Now there's another ramp going in and beyond the um, extent of your dark vision. So beyond 60 feet. I have 120 feet of dark vision. Oh, p- pardon me. Oh. Pardon me, my Also, lady. didn't you say there was light coming from this hole? Well, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's beyond the edge of that. You see, like, just two sources of light just existing somewhere deeper towards the bottom of the pit. Okay. You do not see any creatures. You do not see anything but a ramp leading down into the pit. When Matthew said 120 feet, Troy looked like a southern bell overcome by the vapors. Oh, oh my. Um, what is the nature of the light? Is it a firelight? Is it flickering firelight? Or is it like a solid, bright daylight sort it of is, vibe? It uh, is. Dim light? You're not there, but uh, it's like the... What's the nature it's of the, the light? It's the light. Oh, good. Thank you for asking, Metra. Um... <laughs> It uh, it looks like a torch, uh, torchlight, but you can't you know you can't see the source from where you're standing because it, the the ramp descends down. You just know that the source of the light is down the bottom. Tickety, can I hear anything? Tickety talk. Right? I think Grant is telling me to ask. Roll perception. Twenty nine. All right, so you don't hear anything, um, like passively listening. So you really like. <laughs> Closing. <laughs> Grant, uh, Joe has, wants to, me to ask if I smell anything. <laughs> he was sticking his finger right up his nose to indicate. He's been hanging out with his children a lot. <laughs> um, there's a faint uh, sort of foul odor, but it comes and goes. Um, odor, odor most foul. Chickens. It's full of chickens. Must be a chicken coop. Foul. F O W L. Yes. This is the light. Look like the light from a chicken coop. (laughs) (laughs) The distinctive, familiar light of the chicken coop. Does it have the the faint neon of a KFC sign? Yes. Kenny Kenny Rogers. You You would have heard the buzzing. (laughs) Kenny Rogers chicken. Yes, you hear the sound of a neon light. (laughs) That kind of sounds like a place. You're all 29? Yeah, you hear the neon light. (laughs) That sounds like a place a hooker would hang out. Yes. It's it's around underneath the neon light. You guys are going to get me too'd so hard for that joke. It's so bad. You're an umbral escort. It had to be made. And will be made again. Um, you don't hear anything. 29, you're standing there, waiting. Eight minutes. Nine minutes. Studying. Looking. You can see the cavern ceiling here is like maybe f- anywhere from 15 to 20 feet high. Um, the tunnel opening is about... 14 feet wide um, and about 15, 16 feet high, large enough for a giant to walk through one at a time because of the width. 
maybe two by two squeezing. That's all you say. What's the, uh... You're not there. What's the... You're not there. <laughs> uh, what... Quiet, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. If I feel I have thoroughly studied the area... And it will... I will, maybe I'll redirect my sight to just inside the door to give us a little bit of cover from the camp. Can you walk into the room? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, you just want to look look down a little? Look. No, I want to look at the floor look that I'd be floor. teleporting okay. to just inside the door. So you don't want to look anywhere else at the moment? You don't want to fly to the roof of the thing and look down down that ramp? Because that'd be pretty cool. We'll be back here in a, a little bit. But you could get a little more recon. <laughs> just fly in. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that while you're looking at the floor, you're not looking behind you, right? Okay. <laughs> you know, whatever you say, Trevor. Uh, all right. So you have your, your <laughs> eyes fixated on <laughs> the ground right before, in front of your feet. <laughs> Completely unaware of what's behind you. Right. <laughs> no, I haven't got a clear picture of what you're doing. <laughs> what else would you like to do while your head's down? Once I have studied the area thoroughly, I At will that fly moment. back. <laughs> uh, all right, so you fly I'll recast back. invisibility, hop on the broom. Just to be safe, sure. And fly back. Hop on the broom, fly back, and do-dunk. You come back into camp. Um, and I will report what I have seen, and then set um, bed, we'll bed down for the night. Hmm. Hmm. You bed down for the night. You don't do it. Set. How dare you? You set your watches, and you wake up, and you are geared up and ready to go around three a.m. Oh. Oh right. Yeah, that makes sense. We okay. So we one. can still go under cover of darkness. It's yeah. pre-dawn darkness. Yeah. Still. Pre-dawn. Okay. May I suggest we go invisibly? Just in case there's a patrol waiting for us in, a, in the meantime. Ah, I like the sound of that. Couldn't be too careful now. We don't know what we're getting into, so... That sounds good. Yeah, not think anything we can do to keep from being discovered is a good idea. Um, okay, so... I will cast... This is going to eat up my spells, but I feel like it's probably worth it. I mean, the other thing for me to... Yeah, I mean, the other thing I could think to do is teleport there myself, and just but that would waste a whole bunch of spells. So, let's do some. Uh, let's share some invisibility. Mm. I mean, I could also vanish each of us for five rounds each. That's thirty seconds of just running to the next dark corner. That's terrifying. That's worse <laughs> yeah. than wasting the spells. So you have thirty seconds, Kel. Yeah, from uh, camp to right. the uh, to the entrance, four miles away. Do any of you? No, the, through the duration of the instantaneous teleport. Ah. <laughs> Still, though. Do any of you not have dark vision? I do not. Oh, wait. No, I do. You, you took Pembroke's goggles, yeah, right? To, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I can give anybody dark vision magically if they don't. Can you double my dark vision to 120 feet? That's a great question. Because I would love that. Does not appear so. I bet you would. I bet you love that. Um, okay. So I will cast invisibility on all, all of us. Okay. Uh, that's five uses. That's four uses of that spell. And then um, I'll, yes. I'll teleport us. Yes, use them all. Just into the just under the threshold of the door. Do me a favor, roll a D one hundred. I will do this. Oh, is this your first one? No, I've done this before. 
Okay. Remember, I not for remember tele- we went back in to fight the... Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. 41. 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to roll 20, everybody. Oh, boy. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it like that. <laughs> yeah, baby. You see in front of you, those of you with dark vision. <laughs> oh, man. A ramp leading down into a large, deep pit. Rough edges crumbling into the depths of this mountain slash volcano. I guess now it's really just a mountain. Where you are, you see this ramp is made of like huge flat stones leading down, presumably, to the floor of the pit. And these two flames somewhere down the bottom, streaming up light. In and out, casting your shadow over the whole camp. We don't have shadows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like predator-like shimmers of our invisible bodies, like that's how we go invisible, right? Just like right. a little outline of ourselves. Yeah, so. just. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, what do you want to do? You are on the map. I think that uh, Dalgrith and Baron would have discussed this in ways that Joe and Grant have not along the way, and I, I assume that he's going to be um, better at it as a vexing dodger, but who has better stealth between us? <laughs> what is your plus now with invisibility? What a foolish question, Baron. <laughs> it's quite obvious. My stealth is plus tw- <laughs> plus 42 now. Oh, nice. Uh, plus really- 22 without invisibility. Wow. Well, you beat me by seven, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know why I know exactly what my stealth score is, but I've been playing for a long... I mean, being the sheriff for a long time. <laughs> I've been being the sheriff a long time. I've been being... Oh, damn. I can also give you... But I've only been diamond. speaking common a week. <laughs> <laughs> I can also give any of you a plus eight bonus to stealth for six rounds if we need it. I think we really need it. M- Metro, what about a bit of... Uh, Greater invisibility. You got that. That's only for 13 rounds. Oh, right. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, not a bad idea at the start of combat, that. <laughs> for a guy Stay close. That, yeah, for the guy that needs sneak attack damage. Uh, all right. Uh, let me take... A, I'm your Huckleberry. Let me take a peek up. <laughs> That's how I use it, right? Everyone stay back. I'm going to take a peek right deeper into the corridor. <laughs> the corridor. So That's right. That's he's right. going to... Uh, uh, Dograith is going to sneak up to here and try to get a, a view. Okay. Uh, roll stealth. <laughs> 47 <laughs> it's, a it's a natural, natural. five okay. I think they could hear you outside oh, Damn it why am I talking so loud <laughs> um, And that's the there's, So now I see the light source Yeah now you can see you know that's where the light is at its strongest it's Like the edge of where it's at its strongest um, About 60 You know 45 50 feet in front of you um, right. And you can see that the ramp Has ended uh, and is now just turning into the Covered. actual floor of the pit. Since I have 120 feet of dark vision, I'll come up and join Dogreath once I see that he doesn't immediately die. All right, so now you see the entire chamber. Uh, and when I say you, I mean just... Uh, Metra. Just Metra for right now. And you can see um, the bottom of the pit. It rounds out. And then there is a portculus, sort of like... 50 feet from the end of the ramp on the western wall, maybe northwestern. 
And we don't see anything else in this chamber. Don't see anything else in this chamber except those strange uh, floating lights. Baron steps up behind Metron Dalgrith, and to be clear, he is detecting the shit out of unusual stonework. Mm-hmm. But he's just kind of peering around and looking for... Can he see... Is that 60 feet away? Can he see the portcullis? Can he do an engineer? Oh, no. It's pretty... Yeah. F- but it's through those lights, so you can probably see the portcullis, Yeah, so right? now with those lights, you definitely can see uh, the portcullis. Yeah. Can I do an engineering check, knowledge engineering check, to see if there's anything we can do to open it or bypass it? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Did I miss something? Why can you see it? Because the light source is lighting up that area. Gotcha. So gotcha. now that you've moved to the sort of top of the ramp area there... Um, you can you get a whole view down there uh, of the areas that are lit. Yeah, uh, that'll be a twenty-four knowledge engineering. All right, so you're still a little bit of ways away, um, but you know, just kind of studying it, you'd think there's probably some sort of lift mechanism. Um, it could also be broken down. Um, this right. might be something that Dalgrith could even try and open. What Baron's curious about at this point, as well as as being undetected, the, would said mechanism with the portcullis be noisy? Uh, most likely. Okay, so we might want to... I, I, I'm ready to, if the rest of the group wants to, cast silence in that area as we open it. Mm. Roll a perception check, Metra. 29. 29. You also don't see, Metra, any sort of device or latch or chain or anything on this side. So however it gets opened is on the other side. Hmm. So and this is effectively the the gate to get in. And we are inside a roofed area. So it's like yeah, we're inside, inside a cavern, of, yeah. basically. So it's 15, 20-foot roof yep. over our head. Um, and is it a portcullis that would have uh, holes in the middle that we can grab through and maybe reach something if it's on the other side? If we get closer, obviously. I'm not trying to get more info there, but it looks yeah, like... Yeah, you could, you could reach your hands through. Okay. Um, you could probably even... Uh, yeah. We have there are ways for us to ways, sure, still, ways uh, around it. It's not like you could you couldn't slip through you slip your body. Right. We'll of course see. we can. Well, maybe with, with certain maybe weird items. sorcerers can. <laughs> shall we shall so, we? Ho- uh, hold up. Exa- uh, examining the next thirty feet or so in front of Dalgrith. Floor, walls, ceiling. He's just looking closely for traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere around there. Uh, twenty two. 22. You don't see anything. Uh, flat stones. Obviously, these stones were put in afterwards. Uh, Baron, you're looking around. You think that like this is probably a natural cavern that was made through the flow of magma that they've now used as, uh, you know, the the entranceway. So they put these stones down after after the fact. It's like the ramp leading down. That's like this is engineered. Yeah. Okay. They're not good craftsmen. But they're resourceful. And it's definitely giant work. It's not dwarf work. It appears to be giant work, yeah. It, it doesn't have any of the markings of the dwarfs, we'll say. Right. I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah, Baron will walk side by side with Dalgrith. Uh, Dalgrith will go like along the left wall. Push Baron into the pit on the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how I imagined it to go. Metro will stay behind Dalgrith. He's going to do another check at this point. In the next 30 feet or so, looking around. Floor, wall, ceiling okay. uh, for traps. 33. Baron will join as well. 33? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't appear to be trapped. Um, but go ahead and roll a stealth check. 48. 42. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, you... You seem okay. You feel very confident, I would say, in your, uh, your movement. Uh, we should try to move, not with haste, but at a steady clip, because yeah. we've only got so much invisibility. I yeah. think it feels longer than we're actually taking a game, because sure. of all the whatever. But yeah, we're moving. Yeah, yeah I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to surprise you with, up. Oh, you're invisible. Um, but yeah, your your instincts are correct. You want to keep moving. Uh, all right, hugging the left wall again. Uh, Dogwraith going to keep moving forward. Now in the co- in the cone of this light, uh, not the cone, but the radius of the, the light. Skirt. Uh, yeah, the skirt of the light. Uh, he'll now do a perception up to and including the door. Uh, not including the door in terms of complicated traps, but just mm-hmm. for the wa- floor, walls, ceiling. Thirty three. <laughs> Thirty three. Um, yeah, you don't you don't see anything. Um, now hold on a second. Does sorry, just looking at the map. Does this the the area that's kind of around and behind us from where we came in is this all like rock that's that we can't get through? No, no, that's oh. that's the floor of the pit. So uh, the ramp leads down, and you'll see that the all right. So then Dog all Wraith, that other area is just the the bottom of the pit. Dogwraith is just going to step kind of out to the side in the pit, flanking out to the left, and look mm-hmm. behind where we came down from. Okay. Uh, extending behind us. Or perception. See if he sees anything. Uh, 34. 34. Nothing. Um, so weird. Baron will, Baron will do the same thing, and under his breath will just say, this is too damn easy. Uh, his perception is a 38. Okay, and you're looking on the same side or on the south well, side? I'm the on, the, on the southernmost okay, side so of the ramp. To the other side. When you got to the bottom, Dalgrave uh, split out to the north and looked behind uh, towards the bottom of the pit, didn't see anything. Baron, you do the south and to the behind and don't see anything as well. This whole room appears to be empty with the exception of this uh, poor iron, poor culus on the yeah, east it's end. It's so weird and that wh- there's just that no guards or anything like in here. Yeah, what's the source of the light? These floating globes. Yeah, it's just right? like oh, floating sorry. flames. Can there's I do no, a? Can I do some sort of check on them to see if they if there's some sort of if they have an ability flames. other than a, the flames? If there's some sort of watching ability? Yeah. Um, like say you you hold on to tech magic for long enough, it's to, it's continual flame. Okay. I'd have you roll a spellcraft check, but I mean you've seen continual flame enough to know that like these are continual flame spells. Space Turn around. About 20, <laughs> 20 <laughs> and forty feet away from the uh, poor cubes. Sorry. Close your eyes. <laughs> And that's the only light in this room. Darling. <laughs> uh, all right, Dahlgraith, again, continue to the wall. He wants to keep uh, keep his back against the wall it, just in case. The metro will step the out, north of the, wall. out of the light while this is yeah. uh, in the penumbra as well. of the light. Penumbra. Okay. <laughs> uh, he'll work his way around the wall. Okay. And uh, quick perception check on that far wall, 30 even. 30 even. Um, as he's... Okay, so close by. You're, you start skirting along the north wall, uh, making your way presumably towards the Porculus, yeah. um, and you hear a sound. It's like a low grumble. You can't make it out. It seems to be coming from the other side of the Porculus. Oh, oh God. It's the it's rancor. A, it's a rancor. It's the rancor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it sound like the growl of an animal, or does it sound like the growl of, like, giant grating speech? Yeah. And I speak giant. Right, yeah. You, you couldn't make out words, but it sounded like words. Okay. Metra, are you nearby? Yes. <laughs> She's right, right behind you. Oh. <laughs> well, you didn't have to do it right in my ear. <laughs> like touches your hair like buffalo. He stabs her in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> He's <want> visible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear talking on the other side of the wall. Giants, it seems. I don't know 
what they're saying, though. I can't make out the words. Let's get a look. Let's take a look. Um, uh, Suki, I can we look over and look, kind of approach the portcullis and see if we see anything? Sure, just roll a stealth check, those of you that want to come up. I, I will. Good. <laughs> well, I rolled a natural one. Oh, no. Uh, but that's a 40. Okay. Um... <laughs> Let me check the port collars. <laughs> uh, no, you walk up there, and uh, this is what you see. Looks like two fire giants. <gasps> wow! Fire giants already. Just standing there on the other side of the porculus, quietly talking to each other. Is there a door on the other side, or are they being imprisoned? Um, you can well. You've got 120 feet yeah. worth of dark vision. Okay, it's hard to see because you're still about 20 feet away from the porculus and it's blocking your vision. So you'd have to, if you move up a little bit because of the shape of this uh, particular tunnel, you'll be able to see a little farther. Um, I did it. You did it. I I did it. Roll another stealth check. 53. 53. I'm sorry. 52. 52. <laughs> oh, no. Come Thank on, you, man. Thank Matthew. you for being honest. All right, so you, you, you edge up to the porculus. You're still about 20 feet away, and you see two fire giants standing there talking, great swords in hand on the other side of this porculus. As you edge right up to it, still invisible, you see that another 40, 50 feet away is another porculus, which is also down. And directly in front of that is another and much more badass-looking fire giant. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear, shit. indeed. Um, you have fought a total of one fire giant. Do you remember when? Yep, when yeah. I almost died Back in, in the, the Remoraz. Yes. Yeah. Oh. On the ice. And Lork fought one in his back. Oh, wow, right. He was like, he beat it. Oh, the four, the guy that was working as the smith. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I think there was a frost giant and a fire giant Using the uh, Remoraz uh, yeah. spikes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and you guys had a very good tactical plan that was, you almost wiped it completely until the Remorazes came up. Right. The only question I have, based on our new group's capabilities, what I'd love to do, if my good friend and lost colleague, Pembroke the Potent, was here, was to have him summon Monster Six right in the middle of these portcullises and let them go at it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, God! <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> I, that would be, oh. I mean,. But you do I, I don't know what uh, what uh, Metra's skill set is. I'm excited to see it in battle. I'm just posing the question. Let me ask you this. Um, did you cast invisibility or greater invisibility? Invisibility. Okay, so that's something important to think about as well. The minute you get offensive, okay. you will be seen. But you do have the jump on all three of them. So, here are some options. <laughs> uh I, first of all, we can do protection. For, I can give you protection from energy communal fire to give to give us a little protection there. Um, I can do a a summon monster. Uh, it would have to be a summon monster three, um, but it is a shadow conjuration, so they have a will save to disbelieve that it exists. And if it does, it does far less damage. Mm. However, it might be a good distraction, get them off their game, and drive them out to us or deeper into the. Into the into the the horde. You're telling me Renly Baratheon simply had a dis. But never mind. Let's <laughs> different kind of sh- different kind of shadow different shadow monster. All right, Melisandre, keep on going. Um, <laughs> I also have another plan. 
I mean, I, this is this is these this are is, rarely this good. Is, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is like a playground for a spellcaster. We they we have a complete jump on us. They're in a tightly contained environment. I like just, the, I just had a great image in my head where Matthew just says fireball. I mean, I, that's that was option number three. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, but that won't you know that'll obviously won't reve- reveal me and won't deal a ton of damage. Um, here's what I think uh, my favorite plan is. Okay, hungry pit. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> because those pits are a hundred feet deep. How wide? Uh, ten by ten. Ten by ten. Um, you get one of them, so you get one. You of can them. get one of them. I can cast it multiple times, and we don't have a lot of time to actually talk about this. So yeah. you got to kind of go with your gut as a character, like what you would do, because we're not in a committee out here. Okay, protection from energy, <coughs> communal. Uh, okay. Oh, Fire. not offensive, so that doesn't break invisibility. Nope. Right? Yeah. So everyone's got to get close, right? You have to touch them? Yeah. All right, so everyone uh, who's not there, roll your stealth to get up to I'll, 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 Yeah, I guess I can. Baron rolls a 42. Uh, 34. 47. Okay. I have not rolled over five. Uh, <laughs> get him out of the way now. We have a yeah. plus... Yeah, plus 70 to your, yeah, to your exactly. roll. All right, you should, so you should, you should all be adjacent to Metra um, within touch range of her, uh, and she is directly in front of the Porcula, so you cast uh, Protection from Fire Communal. Yep, you'll have 120 points of... Basically, you can absorb 120 points of fire damage. Okay. Um, now what? Um, I'll say, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to do the Hungry Pit. I'm going to start Hungry Pitting. Uh, you know, I'll Greater Invisibility myself. Nice. Okay. And then Hungry Pit. So that would be, like, first round would be Greater Invisibility. Second round would be well, get Greater Invisibility is out of combat still. Yeah. And then the minute you cast Hungry Pit, we enter combat. Well, I'm, yeah. s- I'm saying we, end, like, we roll initiative because we're going to start doing stuff. Right. Or if it's a surprise round or whatever. But mechanically, first thing I do is Greater Invisibility. Sure. Second thing I do is, is Hungry Pit. Okay. Um... Why don't we just roll for initiative? Huh? Let's just, Why not? Let's just get that out of the way. I think before... You know, surprise the, round? Uh, yes, you absolutely get a surprise oh, round. Uh, I'm going to roll my initiative with a die that I got from a lovely young lady uh, named Brittany at PaizoCon. She gave me her original die. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, like her original... When she got oh back my God, is that Brittany's die? Yeah. Wow. When she got back in the game, it was very kind. Thank you very much. Let's see how it rolls! Natty 15. Oh, yeah. Good start. Baby. Brittany. So I rolled a natural three, but I have my dimension of time planar infusion, which allows me to once per day re-roll an initiative check. Oh. You sound like a Starbucks barista. <laughs> so I, I re-rolled and got a 25. 25. Nice. Okay. There you uh, go. Jimmer? 23. 23. Uh, Dalgrith? 27. Ooh, Baron. Baron's a little shook up being at the uh, base of what may or may not be his ancestral home. 19. 19. Ah, terrible. (laughs) Four on the die, man. Uh, It is a surprise round. Um, I would say under these circumstances, all of you get a chance to either take a standard or a move action, although I can't imagine any of you would want to move. Uh, It is Dalgrith's turn. Uh, Dalgrith is... uh, I'll move up. Okay, you move up. Now, now I, I want to move to wherever there is like a... 
I'm just wondering if I need to disable this door. If they're going to do stuff to us from in there, or if they're going to just come as out. As long as you are in a square that is adjacent to that door, uh, you can disable it. Okay. So right now it looks like those only squares squares are the one you're in, the one Metra's in, I'm going to say, because there's a lot of weird half spaces here, and the one directly above Metra. Uh, those are the three spaces you okay. could do something to the door. So where you're at, yes, you could uh, try to disable or break through the door. Um, good oh. place for a rogue to be, I think. Yeah, all right. I'm going to get right next to the door. It is Metra's turn. All greater invisibility myself. Okay, I thought you were doing that before. you did that before. No, 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 that's fine. my surprise round. No, that's fine. I'm I, playing I, by the rules. I'm, no, but I'm saying yeah. you, you're allowed to do it. You weren't in combat. Yeah, you could have done that. Yeah, before. you should do it. No, greater invisibility is rounds. Right. So, so yeah. Thank you. You are correct. All right. All right. Oh. So, so you go greater invisibility. Um, oh. Thank you. I appreciate that, Metra. Uh, Jimmer. Uh, it's Not, a weird place for Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really have anything I can do. I'm just going to stand there and be ready to fight something. Okay. Um, and Baron. Let me just do a little bit of measurement to see if I want to do this. Uh, yeah, it's not It's not wide enough. So uh, Baron seeing Jimmer look a little frustrated. Well, he can't, can't see, see him because he's invisible. I cast see invisibility on myself. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Baron this is no, already a just shit to, Just to interpret facial so expressions. <laughs> the first door. First encounter. First yeah. encounter. Baron just wants to get out of the way so that Jimmer with Terminus S, <clears throat> excuse me, can get right up in the business of these people. So he's going to move back a little bit for Jimmer's passage. Baron backs up. He wants to see what cool stuff Metra can do. All right. Well, it is round one, and it is Dalgrith's turn. Dalgrith, you are directly in front of that porculus. No one has done anything offensive yet. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Uh, Dalgrith is going to attempt to disable device, okay. uh, and I'll attempt it stealthily. I was going to say, do you want to yeah. roll that stealth check first? Um, does invisibility factor in here? Yeah, you're invisible. Um, you're not doing anything offensive, so you get the bonus to stealth for being invisible. Okay. Uh, so, ooh, Natty 18 there. Nice. Brittany, so that is... Oh Brittany. 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 So that is 50. It's 50. Wait, I'm sorry. 60. Okay. Yeah. On <laughs> stealth. You are quiet as a mouse. 60 uh, on stealth. Trying and, to uh, disable this porculus. <sighs> of, of course. <laughs> like, no doubt in my mind. Bye, Brittany's uh, dice. So, 16. <laughs> no. <laughs> no doubt at all. <laughs> In fact, you're, you're you're looking at it now, and now that you've tried to disable it, you realize like it's got to be broken down. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good information. Yes. Yeah. You know that it cannot be disabled from where you are standing. Um. And now it is Metra's turn. Okay. Uh, if you would, uh, a so a hit. A gaping hole mm-hmm. appears underneath the feet of the fire giant in the back. The fire giant, the more badass-looking one. Yes. Roll a reflex save. Okay. All right. Oh, no. He's smiling. Nine. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not super reflexive. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, a couple things are going to happen. I bet there are. Uh, so, a... 10 by 10 pit uh, opens up underneath his feet. Okay. He falls into it. Mm-hmm. Roll another reflex save. Roll another reflex save. Uh, seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> really okay. bad, bad oh, roll. Wow. So first things first, you take uh, falling damage. <laughs> okay. Get so it's How a, deep is it? Uh, I believe it's a maximum I think it's 100 30. feet. Oh. 
a maximum depth of 100 feet, and it's <laughs> 10 feet deep for every two levels, so it's 60 feet. 60 feet. All right, so 66. Let me just get my dice roller up. <laughs> oh. It's going to get dicey. <laughs> oh, nice. Get it? Get, see what see I what did? did? That was fun. See what he did? Okay, you take 15 points of falling damage. Okay. Ah! That was 6d6. That's, yeah. oh, oh. that's just a I'm little sorry. bit. That was 5d6. Yeah. 20 points of falling Oh, there we go. There you go. Okay. You rolled five. Um, so now <laughs> the other, this is a, not just a pit, this is a hungry pit. So uh, you take falling damage as normal. In mm-hmm. addition, anyone within the pit, not just those on the bottom, takes 46 points of bludgeoning damage each round as the pit contracts oh. and then returns to its normal size. Oh, wow. <laughs> so One you, thing's for sure, he's all going to be a lot thinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that happens this round or on your turn. Probably on your turn, right? Mm, let's see. Creatures fall and take damage. In addition, anyone within the pit, not just those at the bottom, takes 4d6 each Round. Um, there's no reason to say it's not on your turn. Okay. But you failed your reflex save. I certainly that. did, yeah. So um, give me another 4d6 worth of damage. Do you want to know? Yeah, give okay. it to me now. Just always do it on your turn. 14 points of damage. Another 14. Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right, so not, not bad. Not and bad. I am prone, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Prone at the bottom of this. 60 uh, <laughs> uh, And how the giants are all like, what the fuck is going on? Um, Do you want to move it all? Yes, I'll, I'm going to take a five foot step over here. Over here? Where is to the here? Le- I'm sorry, to the, I'll shift to the left of the portculus. Shift to the left of the portculus, leaving it wide open. If Jimmer wants to do anything, Jimmer, what are you thinking? Uh, Jimmer is going to step five feet up to the portcullis, and he is just gonna he's gonna hold. If one of the giants gets within striking distance of him, he will strike them. He will strike them. Okay, it is Baron's turn. Baron, you chose to back Ooh. up. Uh, you're you're pretty far away here, but obviously within striking range. They're going to get a lot of nice cover though because of that porculus. Baron's going to call down uh, a judgment, which he'll reveal in one moment, and he will then cast silence on his weapon. Okay. Uh, he'll go ahead and roll the the will save on himself to make sure he can still continue to cast things afterwards. Okay. Uh, yeah, 22. It's DC 17. Okay. Um, and do, then, I ha- do I have to roll the save? If you're within 20 feet of me. That would be everyone. Yep. Will? Will save. DC 17. Everyone that's casting spells. That I would, got would it. matter, yeah. Or, or would it. want to talk. Jimmer fails. Jimmer fails. All right, so Jimmer. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmer. Jimmer's just got to move on pure instinct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dalgrith, do you need to speak at all? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, just remember. <laughs> yeah, just remember. And can Baron do any um, knowledge check local on these guys sure. or anything? I just want to check them out. Showa. All right, local. Yeah. 15. 15. Uh, bu- 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 can't tell you anything. I'm so sorry. All right, uh, then. They're fire giants. Fire giants. Yeah, thank you. You're confident. Thank you so much. Confident uh, in that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about... Uh, I'm going to put on uh, Judgment of Sacred Dest- Destruction plus three is what I chose. Ooh, the plus threes feel so good. Uh, all right, so you throw on the uh, Judgment of Sacred... What is it? Sacred Defense? Destruction. Destruction. Plus three to damage. Mm-hmm. Destruction. 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 I'm letting the inner 12-year-old inside of me choose my auras tonight. It is the Fire Giant's turn. The two giants look at each other like, what is going on? And you hear a voice come up from the pit in giant, just... And you know what that word is. 
One of the fire giants goes to the wall and pulls a lever down. The portcullis on the far side, right on the other side of the hungry pit, opens up. Oh, no. The other giant begins running to jump over the pit through that portcullis. Ah, poops. Because the words you heard from the other giant were, get reinforcements. Oh, Oh, no. And we'll see you next week. Oh, man. (laughs) The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.